This is not off, and this isn't a dream. You're listening to the St. Canard Files Darkwing Duck Podcast. Or maybe you aren't. Things are never the way they seem in dream world. <laughs> Don't you just hate when you wake up in the best part of the dream? Man, that really sucks. Anyway, welcome to the St. Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. I'm your host, Will Santana, and... I'm Mike Russo, and I'll finally be able to steal enough money to pay off my student loans. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, everybody, to the St. Canard uh, Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. Like Will said, we have a very special guest with us tonight. We are reviewing Ghoul of My Dreams, and today we have one of the Darkwing Duck Riders. We have Jim Peterson. Um, he was, yes, woohoo, he was one of the three-person <laughs> writing team who wrote many Darkwing Duck episodes. It was him, uh, Rob Humphrey, and John Benke, and we have Jim tonight. Welcome, Jim. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Will. It's great Good. to be here. It's really great to have you on. We're going to talk about some Darkwing Duck tonight, some Morgana, some Nanoff, some Dream World. This should be a good one. Oh, yeah, Morgana. And this is her last episode where she's a bad guy, right? Yes, I believe. Yeah, I believe so. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think this is her last one before she's finally good. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. At least in terms of that, I, I know. The air, um, something that uh, Mike and I were talking about. We wrote it after uh, Fungus Among Us, but I guess it aired before, so it's, uh, you know, it's it gets a little confusing on on the Morgana yeah. timeline. This one was written after Fungus Among Us, but then they scheduled the Justice Ducks episodes between Fungus Among Us and this one. Okay, so right. she went she went from being a bad guy to dating Darkwing to being a bad guy again. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's and, a little confusing um, if you didn't see um like if you didn't think of production I guess back then. But luckily, yeah. Jim, I missed Fungus Among Us, and uh, but I did see Justice Ducks when it first aired. I missed Fungus Among Us though. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Will Will didn't see the Saturday morning episodes when they first aired. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, um, yeah. We Fungus was pretty early. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't remember, but we had it to read, um, yeah, long before we, um, uh, Tad wanted us to do a Morgana episode, so I, uh, I can't remember what production number it was, but it was definitely about the time that we were, were still working on our, uh, our first two scripts. 
you got to work with uh, or write for Morgana quite a bit, man. And I'm a huge Morgana fan. Yeah. Mike, yes. Mike, Mike likes Morgana, but he doesn't like her as much as I do. So <laughs> I, I always get excited when we do Morgana episodes. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yes, she was she was a lot of fun to to work for, and um, uh, a lot of things, especially. Well, we did three. Ended up doing three or two and a half because we um, we started a, basically a sequel to this one. With um uh the Valentine's Day show my Valentine Ghoul or whatever I love and that uh, that's a good yeah, one yeah but we had to stop in the midway midway point of uh, writing that one and uh, switch to the Christmas episode because of production reasons so Doug Langdale took that script over f- from us and mm-hmm. uh, he had written for Negaduck before I believe so he had a kind of a little better feel for Negaduck anyway and uh, <laughs> so that that worked out well and um and it, we were. Uh, we had created Bushroot with uh, Tad, so we knew Bushroot, you know, better than anyone, I guess, you know. Um, <laughs> well, uh, so. Jim, a quick sneak peek. Don't really, don't get into this for our listeners, but just a quick sneak peek. You actually was part of the writing team for a certain episode that we can't find anywhere. Yes, is that, right? that is true. And the, and the origin story comes specifically from this episode. Uh, right. Yeah, uh, I may, I may have teased that one. Yes. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, that's kind of a, a little bit of a complex, complicated story. But it, it actually uh, was some feedback from a very early internet group in, <laughs> run out of uh, New Zealand, and, and that was like the tagline that the moderator had used that as his like favorite line. Uh, from the series <laughs> and Chad was like uh, thinking oh we should do something specifically on on that you know well, that who doesn't great. who doesn't hate student loan debt right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Chad was like you know what school what kind of school did she go to where she owes all this money and now everybody <laughs> owes that amount of money I think to to go to school so before we get more deeper into this episode um Jim why don't you tell us how you got started on Darkwing Duck? Okay. Um, well, uh, Rob and I uh, actually um, grew up together. So we met a, met in first grade. And one of our other uh, best friends from that period, um, whose name, his name is um, Bill Motts. And uh, Darkwing, um, people who follow like Darkwing writers will recognize his name coming up in Darkwing later with frequency friends and class reunion and, and stuff like that. So um, Bill actually, in around second grade, he decided he wanted to make some Super 8 movies back in the early 70s. And um, we just loved doing it. And um, we did them like every summer. We made student movies and we our Super 8 movies. And in long high school, we made a lot of them. And then Rob and I went off to Southern Illinois University, and we studied uh, film production, and um, and I, I minored in uh, creative writing. And uh, we there we met John, who was a grad student, uh, John Banky. He was doing, we were doing very Monty Python-like uh, silly comedies. He was doing silent movies, uh, uh, much in the style of... Um, uh, you know, uh, Buster Keaton and uh, Charlie Chaplin and Harold Lloyd. And uh, we started working with John on, on those and uh, fell, fell in love with it. We ended up making like three of them. And one of them won 
Um, the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences actually has a student competition and we won the national prize. So we went out to Los Angeles for that and started meeting some people. And we basically decided to um, move out there and give our, our, our luck a chance. And one of the Disney executives, um, actually she was on the Golden Girls, but she saw the film and she recommended us to Tad as a, as writers, you know, brand new writers. So mm-hmm. um, John went in, met Tad and uh, Tad pitched him Darkwing. And then, um, and then we came, I, John came back and, uh, you know, told us about it. And we uh, came up with uh, three premises. Um, just kind of, we didn't, I think we had maybe like a couple pages of the, the outline for Double O Duck. And, uh, or, you know, just kind of a, like, here are the characters, and we'd, we'd seen DuckTales and stuff like that. So a new launch pad. But, um, yeah, the three ideas that we pitched, uh, one became Dirty Money. Uh, the other became um, Beauty and the Beat. And uh, the last one, unfortunately, we never uh, did. But it was more of a, it was more of a spy kind of themed uh, thing. So it, it, uh, it never, you know, it kind of, when we transitioned to Darkwing, uh, that one didn't fit quite as well as as the uh, the other two, so. Because they had to get rid of the double O duck theme, huh? Yeah, yeah, that okay. was we had. I I don't think we had done the final draft of Dirty Money when when we switched, but we had already done a draft of the script, so we had to you know go in and change. Um, I guess some things could be transitioned and some things just couldn't, huh? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, yeah. The, I don't know. Uh, yeah, um, the I don't know. I think they were trying to were, were trying to get limits how many ones they had with like Jay Gander Hoover Hooter. Oh, sorry, and uh, <laughs> um, you know, and Grizzly Cough and stuff like that. But uh, they, who were really you know heavily featured in like Dirty Money for us and um, yeah. So I, yeah, we didn't. It, we, we were far enough along. I think in the early drafts, there they might have actually even been uh, mentioned or were going to be used in, in Beauty and the Beat, but they, they they were dropped out of that episode. So uh, I think that's um, the third one was something about Hooter Hooter getting kidnapped or something like mm-hmm. that. So it was kind of like a rescue. Well. Really quick, before we do, before we get into the episode still, um, could you just really quick, maybe like f- three, five minutes, walk us through the process of writing the Darkwing Duck episode? How does oh, that process sure. go? Okay, um, so uh, there's a, a, basically three steps. Um, the first one is a, a, called a premise. Um, it's basically like a page to page and a half of... Um, Describing your idea, what you see happening, you know, uh, all the major characters, um, and just, you know, Tad liked to say uh, to us, uh, "What's the comic book cover? What do you see? You know, if you were, if it was a comic book episode, what, you know, what graphic do you see? Kind of, you know, give us a snapshot of that." And that was always kind of a, a good way of thinking it and making it, you know, visual or some kind of neat, um, you know, little hook to, to sell a story. Right. So, um, uh, so, uh, so about a page and a half, if that gets approved, we usually 
um, usually right away there's notes from um, the um, Tad or uh, we dealt primarily with Kevin Hops. Um, they'd have notes for us and then we'd probably rewrite the premise two or three times. And then um, once that got approved, we would go to an outline. Uh, outline, would, there were two forms. Darkwing used like a full outline, uh, which was pretty much like a, a think of it as a, a short story a version of the of the script. Actually, but in Dark Queen's case, it was very like detailed. We'd actually run about, it'd be like 40, 40 pages, 40, mm -hmm. 45 pages of um, written. Um, and uh, and then uh, we'd go through that, uh, usually two, maybe three drafts, um, usually with the story editor, uh, occasionally like Tad would have input too. Um, and then we would go to scripts and scripts tended to run for Darkwing, um, generally around it, uh, about 90 pages. So it was about two pages per minute of the screen time mm. or something like that. Is that right? Somewhere around there or whatever it is. <laughs> it was, they were long, <laughs> but uh, it, it turned out that we, we kind of overwrote on Darkwing a lot, and, and that will kind of come up in the episode. Sometimes they would later have to cut back on material, and uh, sometimes the stories would kind of suffer from that because transition. Oh, interesting. Uh, things were would get a little choppy going from this scene, you know, to the you know the the ne um the next scene because they cut out something in the middle, and you go, oh, that kind of jumped there. But you know, right. there had been something there originally to kind of, you know, make uh, a little smoother transition Well, and stuff. that said, let's get into the episode. Okay. All right. So, Mike, what's our production and air date for the... Well, let's name the episode and then give cool us our my, production air date. Cool of my <laughs> dreams, of course. Um, this one aired on Halloween, which probably okay. explains why it aired so late and they didn't air it before Justice Duck because they wanted to save it for Halloween. Um, so it aired Thursday, October 31st, 1991. In terms of just raw numbers, it was the 38th in production order, which makes it the second with Morgana. Obviously, like Jim has said, they get written in whatever order they you get sent, right? Yes. Okay. So our story editor was Kevin Crosby Hops. You mentioned him. And the writers, of course, were you, Rob Humphrey, and John Benke. And it was animated at Sun Woo. Okay. Um, which animation's okay. Um, you know. It is what it is with Sun Wu. We all know what Sun Wu is like. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, you know, it's 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 not Disney Australia. I know one of your episodes got to go to Australia. Jim. Yes, com comic book caper. Uh, yeah. yeah, we even back when it when it came back, we were like, oh my gosh, you know, this would be great if if every episode. Yeah, I know. Could, you know, said there's that. just uh, little details like. Goslin, you know, when she's gonna do the typewriter, her fingers like, you know, yeah. and, and it's like, oh, you know. Yeah, you some will couldn't in. do that. No. Um so, and then oh go ahead. No, go go ahead. I oh, I was just gonna say, yeah, and then yeah, it just Yeah, it's hard to know whether it's like it sometimes it's a like a timing thing and you never know if it's like the timing director that we had at, at TV animation or if it was an over See his problem. There's a couple points in this episode where I'm like, Ugh, that 
timing on that just, you know, it just didn't mm. work well. So. so let's get started with our plot. Will, why don't you tell us what happens when this episode starts? All right, we got DW in a dream, and he's running with a tutu on. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he gets his uh, one and only entrance line, which I love. He says, <laughs> I am the weirdo that sits next to you on the bus. <laughs> yes. But then all of a sudden, all these villains show up, which I think was a stroke of genius to start this one off. You see Steelbeak. Megabolt comes in, you get Quackerjack, Bushroot, Liquidator, and Ammonia Pine all surrounding him. Mm-hmm. And then who and who shows up and saves the day? Morgana! Woohoo! Morgana is here. <laughs> giant Morgana. Yeah, giant <laughs> one. <laughs> she scoops yeah. up Darkwing and tells him how much she, she missed him. And just before they kiss, he wakes up. But he does yeah. kiss. He does kiss somebody. Yeah, he, not somebody. He, I, I think he wants to kiss. It's not the love. <laughs> he kissed his launch pad. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, that's one of the ones where Darkwing holds the kiss pose so long. I'm just like, I don't know. It, it is kind of telegraph the joke. Uh, so. I, yeah. I did like the animation for that, though. His beak was so stretched out, reaching for that kiss, man. He wanted <laughs> yeah. it so bad. <laughs> but you are right, Jim. The timing cup probably could have been better. He holds that pose a very long time before Launchpad, before he kisses Launchpad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they hop on the rat catcher. They want to head off you know, outside because he thinks the fresh air might wake him up. Mm-hmm. And what do they see? What's going on right now out, out in St. Canard? They see the fire department and they say they're they're safe they're they're putting out a fire they're saving a kid from a fire right, but it's not a baby, mm-hmm. it's the, the building isn't on fire, like and, and the firefighters are in their pajamas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And instead of instead of saving a baby from the building, what do they save? A safe. Yeah, it's a yeah. safe. So, yeah. go ahead, Jim. Oh, I was gonna say this one. Um, think i think there was I, I can't remember exactly what they were but i think there were a couple odd uh that they drove past a couple other odd incidents prior to coming to the building in the script version um because he says we want to see who's behind these shenanigans plural he, he pluralizes it yeah yeah and, and i'm pretty sure that we were because uh, they're all going you know what's going on here um, I did notice when we uh, we got to, a chance to review the storyboards and the, the artist had kind of missed the point of it and they actually had dr- drawn in that the building was on fire. <laughs> We're like, no, no, that won't work. Because... <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't make sense. No. But, um, but what we do get in this scene in terms of um, production, it's the first appearance of Eek and Squeak. Yep. And... Yes. Um, what I love about Eek and Squeak is even though they're two bats, you got one that has the angry eyes and one that looks really tired with his tongue hanging out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I, I like how that at least differentiates them a little bit. Yeah, yeah although I'm not sure which is which. <laughs> so I, 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 always, I always put Squeak. Squeak is always said second, and Squeak it always seems to be the slower one with the tongue. So I always oh, put okay. Squeak. That, that I, don't, I don't know if that's, but I guess that would make sense, right? <laughs> Yeah. So they they, they, grab, they grab the safe and they fly off with it and Darkwing and Launchpad follow the bats to Macabre Mansion. 
Mm-hmm. And we see inside the mansion, uh, Morgana, and another, at least in terms of uh, production, new character, we have Archie. Now, this, now, Jim, you told me how you came up with Archie. Uh, yeah, Archie, um, he, he's kind of, well, I don't know, I, I kind of get obsessed with, like, names uh, sometimes, but I was wanted him to be called uh, Archimedes, uh, but uh, that was a little clunky, so we shortened it to Archie. But he was kind of um, based off of one, uh, we used our, the actual Archimedes in one of our college films, uh, and he was a, we made him very grumpy, so he was kind of, uh, Archie the Spider is kind of based off of Archimedes, <laughs> the well, character from our film. In this episode, Archie is definitely a grump. You got yes. Frank, you got Frank Welker doing the voice, and every time Morgana says anything, Archie's like, rrr, 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 rrr. <laughs> like, like, like Archie is pissed at the whole world. <laughs> yes, that, definitely. But he's episode, very, he's compliant. He'll do whatever she wants, but you know, yeah, he, but he's not happy about it. He's got one black eye. <laughs> yes, and he's just he's just a big grump. And yeah. um, I heard I heard a. Uh, other people who did a Darkwing podcast a few years back, since it was Frank Welker doing the voice, they said it, he sounds like Bubba Duck just gave up on life. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what he sounds like. So anyway, Eek and Squeak show up and let Morgana know what's going on. And um, Darkwing enters the, the mansion. <laughs> the door knocker bites his hand. <laughs> yes. And the second he sees Morgana... You know, he loses it. Like he can't be around her without totally losing, losing his cool and falling in love and everything. But what and I it's... like about that scene, though, Mike, they're both drooling. It, it, you know, it's not the usual where the guy's in love with the pretty yeah. girls. Like she is feeling him too. You know, no, she likes him as much as he likes her. Oh yeah. But um, Jim, now I I had read about this. There was a mandate after um. Fungus Among Us was written to not write Morgana the way she was written in that episode, correct? Uh, that Yes, that's true. It's, uh, Tad had the idea of, that he wanted to go in this direction with her, so uh, that was very specifically. Uh, he didn't leave um, or give us like the, the specific plot, but he wanted to take Mar- this to be the episode where Morgana changed from being um, a villain you yeah. know, to switching over to Darkwing's side by the end of the episode, more or less, right. you know. Um, what And what I love when Darkwing comes in, he's, he's so like, he's like, oh, we were just passing by. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then he says, we're investigating a crime and you're the prime seduction. <laughs> instead of, yeah, instead of the oh, prime suspect. <laughs> and uh, she lets it slip that she knew he was dreaming about her. And mm-hmm. when he gets suspicious, she kisses him. And <laughs> I, I, assume deflect. This, I assume this is Jim. I love when Jim goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's really, really great. And that's enough to get rid of them. They have no suspicions about her now. They just leave. Right. Well, he, he leaves well, and he can squeak after carry a launch pad out of there. Right, yeah. Yeah, Launchpad knows what's going on, but yeah, he's uh, not going to be able to convince Darkwing. Oh, no. No, not not now. (laughs) No, no. So Morgana has to go visit somebody. Mm -hmm. She enters Dream World, and we meet, you know, let's not beat around the bush. We meet our real villain in this episode. Yep. Mm -hmm. So who's our villain? We got Not Off. (laughs) 
<laughs> so, Jim, tell us a bit about Not Off. What's, okay. Uh, um, around about this same time, we were working on a. Uh, we were when we first started at Disney or uh, on Darkwing, we were f- completely freelance. So we uh, were looking around for additional projects to to work on, and one of them was uh, Little Nemo in Slumberland, um, which was going to be produced by TMS um, yes, Studios. And uh, so we had been reading a lot of Little Nemo in Slumberland, um, uh, the original Windsor McKay uh, comics. So that, I'm sure that heavily played into uh, our uh, creation of uh, the, episode, yeah. the Dream World and, and the uh, uh, Not Off. Uh, again, I, I think I just sat with the thesaurus and, and kind of looked at, you know, sleep and <laughs> picked picked a name, kind of nod, but not, 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 nod. Um, not, can't remember. Yeah. So, not uh, Off was a great, you landed on a great one, though. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so. Will, who's Not Off uh, voiced by? Neil Ross. And if you guys listening have not listened to our Neil Ross interview yet, shame on you, first of all. But go <laughs> go back and listen to it because it's really great. Neil tells us a bit, bit about his career, what it was like voicing the character. And I'm sure you guys heard this episode starts off with uh, Neil Ross voicing Not Off for the first time in probably 30 years. That's pretty cool. <laughs> that is pretty cool. cool. And so yeah. here's Not Off. He's a little goblin guy. Um, he reminds me a bit of the ogres and gummy bears, a little bit in terms mm-hmm. of design. And um, so he's supplying Morgana with sleep sand. Mm-hmm. And her basically her scheme is to, you know, put people to sleep so that she can rob them. And she mentions Darkwing and not off like, yeah, I'll take care of Darkwing. And she's like, no, don't hurt him. Obviously, she's going to protect her boo. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> OK, so their next target is a rich pig. Um, who's living in, like, an apartment building. So Eek and Squeak put him to sleep. Um, is his name supposed to be Mr. Greenbacks? That's what Nodoff calls him. Um, I I thought originally his name was Goldbrick or something like that. But, yeah, it's possible that it changed at some point. Um, yeah. Uh, the, uh, the, dream, the dream is cool, though. He has, um, he's, Nodoff's playing baseball with him. But yeah. the baseballs are actually the gold bricks. Yeah. And Morgana's outside catching them with the spider web. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and we... that's... Oh, go, go ahead. Yeah. That's one where it, there was something cut out of this scene. They didn't come in. They come in some other way first. Uh, Darkwing and Launchpad? The dark, Darkwing and Launchpad, yeah. To, to, oh. Before waking him up. But before they show up, there's a great scene where you think Darkwing's driving the rat catcher, but he's actually being towed because he drove it into a lamppost. (laughs) (laughs) And Launchpad's so fed up with everything. It's just like Fungus Among Us. Launchpad knows so much better, you know? Yeah. And it's funny, though, uh, Jim, if you wrote this in there, but it's funny, like, how they're crashed and they're getting towed, but all DW is talking about is Morgana. (laughs) Yes. all he's talking about. (laughs) Yes, he's he's quite obsessed. So, yep. so <laughs> yeah. that's when they show up and they see something's going on and they wake up the they wake up the pig by making music in his bedroom. That's yeah. they do that. Um, and then Darkwing grabs onto the sleep sand that he can squeak are carrying, and then they drop it because he shoots them with sneezing powder. He crashes to the building, and then the sleep sand falls on him and he falls asleep. Mm-hmm. And then he wakes up and he's in Dream World. Now, 
what I really love is how I I love Neil Ross's voice for Not Off, but I feel like it's a little bit intentionally obnoxious, kind of mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. Like he's he's like Dream World, and then Darkwing yes. has then Darkwing copies it. <laughs> That's my favorite moment out of the whole thing. Darkwing actually. goes Dream World, <laughs> and I, I think that was actually a Jim Cummings uh, ad lib. I don't think that's actually in the script. I, yeah, it it definitely sounds like something he had lived, but I just he's like, and who are you, the Sandman? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's it's really funny because I, I I like not off, but the voice definitely I think it's supposed to be a little grating, you know? Yes, yeah, like intentionally. Yes, and right. So he brings in Darkwing's uh, elementary school teacher, Miss Boriskowski. I had to write that down. <laughs> yes, that is. Uh, that is actually the name of one of our um, uh, film teachers from Southern Illinois University. Oh, <laughs> I knew it fact. had to be something. It's a, <laughs> right. name, that name is so specific. It is very, yes. Uh, we kind of had a habit of, of uh, yeah. putting usually, friends and family in there. Usually when you hear a name like Yuli or Zaslav, you know it's one of the writers or someone somebody knows. Right. Yes. You, you, you catch it enough in the shows if you're really paying attention, especially Zaslav. They loved using his last name. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, so yeah, at that time on? we didn't know anybody in the studio other than Tad and Kevin. So uh, you know we you know we didn't throw in right uh, refer- references like that. Yeah, because yeah we didn't we would only come in for like story meetings. Uh, so yeah, we literally all we knew were, were uh, Tad and Kevin at that point. Okay, so that name is so specific, I knew it had to be from something. And she gives him a big pile of tests to do, which falls on him. Morgana shows up briefly, and Darkwing realizes that he's that uh, she he's working for Morgana, at least according to Morgana. And uh, she says, you know, keep him here and don't hurt him. But of course, Nodoff's not going to listen. And I, the next scene with the high diving thing... Mm-hmm. Definitely is very Bugs Bunny. It reminded me of a Bugs Bunny cartoon, High Diving Hair, mm-hmm. that, that Darkwing has to jump and, like, uh, what he has to jump into keeps getting smaller and smaller. Yeah. Like a whole tub, like a large pool to a glass of water to a small drop of water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we were, we were uh, very big into to Warner Brothers. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's... Yeah, because uh, even the way Darkwing falls off the high diving board and his neck stretches is very wily Coyote. Yes. <laughs> and he wakes up when he hits the water because Launchpad splashes him and wakes him up. Mm-hmm. Launchpad doesn't have much else to do in this episode. He kind of drops out of it. He shows up one more time, though, where he's useful, right? Yeah. One more time. I guess after a while it becomes about Darkwing and Morgana. I guess there was no room for Launchpad anymore, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, there, yeah, there was, um, there were a couple more later when he he, he wakes up, manages to wake up the city. We had cut back and forth with him with several unsuccessful attempts, so we were trying to keep him alive. Kevin would always call that like servicing the character, making sure that you know character stayed alive for the episode. Right. Uh, so we tried, but I think they were cut for time, unfortunately. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot going on in this one. Yes. And I, I wouldn't have lost a lot of the stuff in that last act for Launchpad stuff, to be honest. Yeah. Right, yeah. So Mor- Morgana's flying in a spider balloon. Yes. <laughs> and that's when she says the uh, the student loan line. Yes. 
And that, good... that, that one's straight from John. He came up with that. And we would often put in lines like that. And we go, oh, they'll never keep it. And then, yeah, they he would keep the episode, keep it. And then, you know, it's like, you know, uh, it it definitely humanizes Morgana and it shows a, a side to her character we haven't quite seen yet. Her background that you guys do expand on in Hot Spells. So yeah. I like that that one line that's just supposed to be funny opened the door for her character, basically. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's and, true. Um, so I, we haven't talked much about the animation and we don't really need to because it's, you know, it's Sun Wu. But in this next scene where Darkwing confronts Morgana in the balloon, their animation is so strange. Someone back yes. me up on this. Someone back me up on this. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I, I yeah. Um, like, someone yeah, yeah. had one animator who was so loose with the character models. Like. Yeah, that's true. Especially, yeah, when he, oh, goes up um, the ladder and the, and Archie's, Archie's in his clothes. And he's mm-hmm. kind of going from almost like key pose to key pose. It's not, doesn't seem to be fluid at all. Yeah. No, but it is funny, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I asked you the other day, Archie's in his clothes, tickling him. And as yes. Darkwing's laughing, he says, that's my special spot. <laughs> that <laughs> must have been, that had now, to be Jim Cummings. I don't, so, yeah, like yeah. I, said, I don't think that was in the script, because a couple of years later, he would say the exact same thing in a Bonkers episode. That's, oh, okay. my, special, <laughs> that's my special spot. <laughs> okay. So... That, like you said, that had to have been outlived by Jim. Oh, I'm, I'm sure it was, yes. <laughs> remember Will a couple of episodes ago when Darkwing goes hot, 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 no, not cold, warm? Mm-hmm. One, it's one of those things again. Okay. Um, but that when Jim spot- brings on? Yeah, it's definitely a Jim thing. Uh, he drops the sleep sand and puts the entire city to sleep. Yeah, you can hear them snoring and everything. <laughs> yep. And Morgana falls asleep, too. Yep. So yeah. Darkwing has to come to the rescue. Him and he could squeak and Archie enter Dream World for a final, for a final fight, basically. Yeah. Before we move into that scene, uh, Mike, I do like how Eek, Squeak, and Archie are now on Darkwing. They're all in his hat, like that's their new leader temporarily while Morgana's sleeping. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. hanging from his hat. Mm-hmm. He could squeak upside down, and Archie's kind of like hiding inside of his cape. Yeah, it's cute. They're all working as a team. So they get back to Dream World, and then Nanoff um, puts a couple of heat lamps on Darkwing and Morgana and starts to melt them. Mm -hmm. And there's a quick Wizard of Oz reference. Yes. (laughs) 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 Right. But the best way to get out of that is to think pleasant thoughts. And this is one of my favorite scenes in the episode. Somebody, what's Morgana's pleasant thought? It's Darkwing's nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, another nightmare. Uh, Yes. (laughs) And uh, Archie's the flower girl. (laughs) Ay, ay, ay. (laughs) Well done on that one, Jim, because that's a lot lot of girls' dream, and that's a lot of guys' nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, like I said, sometimes, you know, when we pitch in an idea, you don't know if it's going to fly, and, uh, you know, uh, actually, Rob was married by this point, but uh, John, and I, John and I were single, so <laughs> he had actually just been through Rob's wedding. So. <laughs> and they were in a church and everything. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And uh, so they they get together and down the aisle, and Nanoff drops a cake on Darkwing. He more Looney Tune stuff. He pulls a tiny umbrella out of a cocktail, like that's gonna like that's gonna save him. 
Yeah, so that one. That that's not in the script at all. I th- I'm pretty sure that was added by like a sto- some storyboard artist. And I don't mind the gag, but it kind of takes a little too long to play out. You know, you know. But there's no. If we had done it, we Kevin was very would always want to make sure that we were very specific about saying what it is on the action on screen. So in case like the the artwork didn't come out quite right. So if we had written that gag, Darkwing would have said something like, "Oh, let me get, you know grab some kind of protection or something, mm-hmm. whatever." But there would have been something. Um, mm-hmm. that, uh, we had like kind of rules about about things like that. So oh. uh, that was probably the post after us. Well, whoever whoever drew that was definitely thinking Wiley e. Coyote again, though. Oh, that's yes, definitely, definitely what it feels like. Yeah. And um, so, not of tempts Morgana with all the riches in St. Canard. And I don't know about you guys, but I think this is some of my favorite uh, Katsusi acting in this entire episode. When she goes over to the riches and she goes, is this something I have to decide <laughs> right. right now? <laughs> and, and when Darkwing's like, Morgana, she's like, right, 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 right. It's really great acting from Kat. She's, yes. a, she's such a great voice actress. Really, really is. And I think this is some of my favorite Morgana stuff is in this episode as far as the voice acting goes. Mm-hmm. And um, Darkwing, so she she dreams Darkwing in a giant tank. Yep. Yeah. He, he gets excited about that. Way to go, Morg. <laughs> and, and, until he fires it. Yep. <laughs> yes. What pops out of the tank? Yeah. <laughs> but yes, the, the, bright, but we just, the bright old bouquet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But we get a cutscene though during our, this, don't we? Our last shot of Launchpad. Yeah. In the whole episode. Yeah, what is he yeah. doing? He's trying to wake everybody up. Yes. He... With what? <laughs> <laughs> the world's largest alarm clock. <laughs> Where do you think he found that? <laughs> I have no idea. You know, you just write it in. He brings in launch pads, <laughs> pushes in the world's largest alarm clock. <laughs> he probably found it in the same place Ammonia Pine had the world's largest vacuum just... cleaner. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, you know... <laughs> Uh, and he does succeed though he, like he said he wakes up the town yeah but he gets a, his, his last shot of garbage can lands on him and that's the end of launch pad for that's the right. episode <laughs> uh, not not very dignified exit but at least he woke everybody up Yeah. I gotta say this next bit has my favorite comic timing um, when um, Nodoff shows up with a giant mallet and Darkwing says, I don't suppose we could work on a truce. And yes. not off goes, bingo! Just the, the, the timing of the whack on the tank. And it yeah. flies back against the back wall. It's really well edited and timed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah, the, that, way, that, it's the way nice. Neil Ross goes, bingo! And then slams. <laughs> really great stuff. And then mm-hmm. Morgana wakes up. So he doesn't even have her to rely on anymore. She's, she's gone. She can't help him. Mm-hmm. So... Huh, it's time for not off to pay, isn't it? Yep. So now we so, finally get the duel, the the, the matchup, not off and DW. Yep. We finally get some great heroic Darkwing in this scene, mm-hmm. and I love it because there are so many episodes where Darkwing either doesn't really save the day or somebody else has to do it for him. Yep. But this this I love. He spills the sleep sand. He puts it in the gas gun, and there's a great. He fires the gas gun right into the camera. Yep. Yeah. Like that was that's a great like visual decision, Jim. Whoever came up with oh. that decision to fire yeah, right that was the, the storyboard. I don't think yeah, this thing I don't think we called out 
uh, in the script. So yeah, definitely storyboard artists. I don't even know if you could do that today. Fire a gun directly (laughs) at the camera. I mean, I know it's a sleep sand, but you couldn't do that now. No, not not a kid show. No. And uh, so he puts Knopf to sleep, and he wakes up in the real world. And uh, let's wrap up. Well, how's this episode end? Um, uh, Nadov realizes uh, he doesn't have powers, even though he, at first he thinks he still does because he's in the real world now. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Ika Squeak, uh, they're picking him up, and he's running in the walls. His, he can't fly. He's just he's having a rough time in the real world. Yeah, yeah. he says that being awake's a real nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> and Darkwing's so patronizing. Yeah, but it's over now. <laughs> and just, like I said, I like this character, but he is obnoxious. I love how Darkwing drop kicks him back to Dream World. <laughs> yeah. Like, he no, just I... takes him by the ears and just drop kicks him. It's like, you're gone, and he never shows up ever again. Now, I got a question for you, Jim, on this. When you sure. guys wrote that in, uh, the Darkwing kicked him back into Dream World. So Uh he's defeated, but he's really not destroyed. Did did y'all do that to possibly maybe bring him back just in Um, case? Yeah, I think you never know where um, when somebody's going to get used again. Um, Mm -hmm. We have written in uh, in the Bushroot episode. uh, You know, we have the where Bushroot is. reborn in, in the cabbage field yeah uh, so yeah you always kind of leave it open i i, I think you know there's okay like cartoons i'm uh, i'm willing to bet though if this episode was written within the first dozen or so he probably would have come back because even, like jump like jambalaya jake and moliarty they at least got to come back once but this seems right. to be late enough in production i always got the impression everyone loved the negaduck and megavolt episodes that these one-shot characters never had a chance to come back Am I, right. I on to something there? No, I, I think so, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, uh, yeah, even because, like, Ammonia Pine was, like, script number two or three or something like that. Yeah. She came back, like, once or – I know well, at least once, but maybe twice or twice. something she like that. Twice. She did come back twice, yeah. Twice, okay. And, and then we threw her in because she was one of our characters, uh, <laughs> you know, in that first scene where all the – and that was written before the Fearsome Five was coming in, and I was just going through scripts and going – Oh, mm-hmm. here's a here's a villain. Let's throw him. You know, just you know, we're which just would explain why negative, which would explain why Negaduck wasn't there. Right. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, he wasn't he d- wasn't created at that point. Yeah. Or, well, maybe he was. Or well, yeah, the original Negaduck episode had been done, but right. Yeah, but I'm not sure. We didn't get all the we didn't get all scripts. We, uh, so right. you know, we we were just kind of relying on the the ones that we had. So we had a Steel Beak, and we had a I think we had the Tuscanini one, and. Uh, uh, yeah, whoever else is there in a, in a, in a megavolt and, and stuff. So I don't get it. Then we threw in Bushroot and, and, and our two characters, uh, Bushroot and uh, Ammonia Pine. So Quacker, yeah. <laughs> Jack, and Liquid were there, were there too. Oh, yeah. I think they actually, yeah, they may have been around. I don't know. Or the, or the storyboard artists may have added them. At, at, I, I can't remember. It may have been us saying, and several others, or something like that. <laughs> but long story short, Nanoff is gone. He doesn't ever come back. And just as he's about to kiss Morgana, like, what was the decision behind the it was all a dream ending, Jim? Yeah, that, uh, that's a good twist. <laughs> that was a yeah. good twist. <laughs> uh, I, I think it was just kind of playing thematic with it, that everything's 
you know. So I mean, I mean it, it clearly really sort of really happened, I guess. So, you know. I mean, I guess it would have to. I mean, without this yeah. episode, there's no bridge to Morgana dating Darkwing. Mm-hmm. Right. That's that's true. So it, 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 it is one of those case, weird cases where, yeah, it did actually happen. And he was probably. He, he must have been. Yeah, he was dreaming a situation that actually happened. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Maybe the giant alarm clock was actually part of his dream and Launchpad found a different way. <laughs> anyway, I like this episode quite a bit. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I think I like it more as an adult as a kid. You know, mm-hmm. as a kid, I might have been wanting more Megavolt because when this aired, there hadn't been a Megavolt episode in a while. But as an adult, I really do enjoy it. How about you, Will? I like this episode, man. You got Morgana. It's kind of sad a little bit because it's her last time being the bad guy in it. But it, it, it is a good bridge to bring her to the, you know, coming to the good side. Mm-hmm. Uh, Not off. I do like Not off. I I felt Not off was strong enough to come back one or maybe two more times. You know, he mm-hmm. he wasn't as strong as Nega Duck or Cracker Jack to me, but he was solid enough, I think, to come back at least once or twice. You know, if Ammonium Pine could come back. Not off could have came back, you know. <laughs> yeah. I imagine uh, not off invading Goslin's dreams. What yeah. that would be like? Oh, that would have been really fun. Yeah. yeah. And and I do like Jim how you guys had both of them drooling over, over each other. It wasn't just a one way street, you know. Mm-hmm. Their, rela- their relationship definitely changes after this, though, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, where where Darkwing has the big mouth and really should keep his mouth shut. <laughs> and is constantly pissing her off, yeah. you know, because that's the very heart of my Valentine Ghoul. He he's very hurtful. I love the episode, but he's very hurtful to her in that one. Mm-hmm. And this one, they're like mutually infatuated with each other. Each other, you know. Yeah. So, how many Gaskin canisters are you gonna give this episode, Mike? I'm gonna give it a, a three and a half. Okay. Because it's, it's a very important for Morgana. It's one of her better episodes. And not off's fun. And I think the visual stuff in Dreamland is a lot of fun, too. Archie's a riot. Mm-hmm. Like, this is Archie's best episode. He is so funny. Just grumbling about everything. Yeah. Like, like at the one point where he gets mad at Darkwing for putting Morgana to sleep, he probably cursed him out big time. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a fun one. Yeah, What's well, your rating? I'm going to give it the same exact score. I'm going to give it a three and a half. Uh, I like Eek and Squeak in this one. They have a really ro- a good role in this one. You know, they're they're mm-hmm. helping Morgana out because she really doesn't do anything. She just sits back and collect all the rewards, you know? You know, mm-hmm. so she's just sitting back collecting rewards and the gags. What Launchpad is really hilarious in this episode. You know, first you got him kissing Darkwing on accident. <laughs> then you got him with the alarm clock. He's waking up Darkwing up with the bucket of water. So it's like he's he's in there for the jokes, you know. And uh, I don't want to talk about Not Off. I want to save that for when we rate uh, Not Off. Um, but it, it's a good episode. It really is. Uh, I don't remember seeing this on Halloween. I do recall seeing it later on a rerun. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll never forget that it did air on Halloween because this is the only one of two episodes I didn't record all of it because I was out trick-or-treating. And I suddenly realized, oh, crap, Darkwing's on. And I rushed home about five minutes too late. I still taped it, but I never got the beginning. Uh, (laughs) So I'll never forget. It definitely aired on Halloween. Okay. We're not going to ask Jim to rate this episode, are we? That's kind of weird. <laughs> well, what we could do is, out of all the episodes you did write, how would you rank this one in terms of... Uh... Um, it's one of my... 
I don't know. I, they're, it is kind of like, you know, your children and stuff. Uh, Beauty and the uh, Beat is probably my personal favorite. Just, um, I, I don't know. It, 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 uh, it oh. I don't know. But Dirty Money, we, we, uh, uh yeah, that's special too. Cause that was our, like our first professional writing job and, and everything. Yeah. And it was a lot of fun and it was, you know, all new, but like, Beauty and the Beat. Uh, I think we got to put in a lot of our, like our personal touches and stuff, like particularly like um, the whole creation process with Bushroot. Um, I, I came up with Bushroot, the idea for Bushroot, walking to the grocery store one night. We didn't have a car at that point. We had one car between the three of us. <laughs> we were living in an apartment and we had no furniture, you know. But uh, Bushroot, what eventually became Bushroot after you know, back and forth with Tad and, and us, uh, you know, everybody putting in ideas, but um, well, at least the initial concept, you know, so he's really, you know, he's, uh, he's really close to my heart. Of so. course, comic book capers is generally, generally yes. uh, um, accepted as one of the all time classics too, though. Yes. Like, yeah. So that one's, yeah. yeah uh, in, in terms of animation, that one is, yeah, head and shoulders. That one was weird because we didn't come up with the idea uh, initially. Well, I can't, I can't, you know, it's really hard to separate, Carter Crocker had come up with the episode and we, we took a, I can't remember if we did the outline of the script or yeah, but we didn't, we didn't generate the premise, but it was, gotcha. and we, we worked with Carter, which was a change and, and, and Carter was totally different style than Kevin. So, um, but so Carter would t- go, we would get like hour long note sessions with Kevin over like a scene, you know, and Carter right. wouldn't say a word, you know, he would just go in and make the changes himself. So it was so, yeah, completely different. Let's rate not off. All right. Will, let's get into you go off. ahead. You go first. Will. okay. You want me to go first? I'm going to give him a two and a half. I feel like that's an average score. He's good. Uh, you know, he, he's, has a whole different element that we haven't seen. And he, he shows so many different elements to his uh, abilities. You know, he turns into a serpent. He does some magic. He can fly. Uh, he, he plays sports. So he has some jokes with him and, too, you know, and stuff, too. Uh, his weakness really kind of hurts him, though, for getting a full score. His weakness is when they put him in the real world, he's kind of useless, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think he's a strong villain for one episode, Another episode really kind of would have been where the, he would have been done with, you know what I'm saying? Uh, he he just didn't have that Quacker Jack, Naked Duck feel to him. And like but, I said, we, we've seen that with other villains. I mm-hmm. like the first episode with Jambalaya, Jake, and Moliarty. But then when they come back, I think we were both in agreement their comeback episodes were not as good. Yeah. So, like, that's why I kind of feel like this was kind of like a good send-off or not off. But I, w- I would have been fine seeing him one more time. I definitely would have, you know? Yeah. How about I'm going to give him the same score, two and a half. Um, he has a lot of potential. Like he does. He, he could, yeah, he definitely does. Like at one point, we didn't mention it when he finally reveals like he's in charge. He grows into this huge ogre that oh, yeah. he only he only does for that one scene, and then the the they go to commercial and he never does it again. Mm-hmm. And he's the the idea is so great, and I think he's such a fun villain. But like he said, you, you don't really remember him when the episode's over because he's he's not Quacker Jack or Megavolt. But he could have come back, and they, I bet they could have done something cool with him. Yeah. Like like have him do something with Goslin. Have him come back and Goslin not know he's a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know the way she accidentally teamed up with Beelzebub in Hot Spells. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know 
he shows up and he's like, oh no, I'm going to give you pleasant dreams, Goslin. And then he goes into her subconscious and she has these crazy zombie dreams. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that would have yeah. been so cool. If yeah. We- <laughs> if you had been there when we were working on hot spells, we might have avoided some of the litter <laughs> by making the villain not off in that one. Might have actually. Oh my, yeah, my God, worked. that might have. That might have worked because you're, you're yeah, we would have avoided some Mor- of the very you know silly. He's getting uh, revenge on Darkwing and Morgana. That's mm-hmm. right. Yes. Yeah, Ooh. that actually probably would have worked pretty well. <laughs> now, Jim, how how do you feel about Nodoff like comparing it to all the other villains you got to write for? Uh, yeah, he was, uh, <clears throat> um, he was fun. Uh, I think you know he was, uh. uh really fun to work with in in the dream world setting and uh mm-hmm. uh you know just throw you know throwing out gags and stuff like that and um uh playing with them that way so i think as uh, you guys were saying he might in another episode where he was like the only villain to deal with that might have actually been a lot of fun to to come back and play with mm-hmm. uh, so we could have done a lot more you know uh almost like the way Splatter Phoenix is later, you know, you can bend reality a lot more. And stuff. Yeah. 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 That would have well, been cool. <laughs> well, so that's Google of My Dreams. It's actually going to be a while before we see Morgana again. Oh. I know. She's actually taking a bit of a break. Um, it's, you know, when we, when we get to her again, though, we got Negaduck coming up. So. All right. <laughs> one of my personal favorite episodes. Um. But that's cool of my dreams, and um, you know I'll mention what our next episode is. What's that? Um, back to Saturday morning again. We're flip flopping super fast here. Saturday morning, Disney afternoon, back and forth. We got Battle of the Brain Teasers. Oh, that's a good one. Mhm. That's good a good one. Good one for, one for Honker. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's, got, <laughs> it's got some of my favorites. Got my Australia studio. Yes. <laughs> so, All right, Mike, um, where can they listen to the podcast at, man? Oh, lots and lots of places. Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Apple Devices, Google Play. You can watch us on YouTube and always stay tuned uh, every other Wednesday for special videos that we drop. Um, you can play us on Amazon Echo, Pandora, and iHeartRadio. So we're everywhere. You have no uh-huh. excuse for not listening to us. <laughs> oh, man. All right, well, I got a shout-out, Mike, man. I'm going to give a shout-out to this guy. You know, he he wrote for a few episodes. You know, his name is Jim Peterson. I, I don't know who Whoa. he is, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, thanks, Jim, man. I really appreciate you coming on this episode with us, man. That was kind of oh. cool, man. Oh, thank you. It was, it was great. It was a lot of fun to do. Thank you so much. Oh, right, thank J- you for being on with us. We really appreciate it. Yeah, Jim, uh, where, where can the listeners find you at, man? Where can they contact you or anything? Um, uh, I don't know. Facebook, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> okay, you're on Facebook. Uh, you're not yeah. on Instagram or Twitter. You're not that kind of social nope. media guy. No, yeah, not, yeah, yeah, not a whole lot. Yeah, mostly just Facebook. So you That's and me okay. both, Jim. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have a, a regular full-time job that keeps me uh, keeps me pretty busy. Okay, well, so. if you you listeners, if y'all interested in Jim, uh, he wrote for. Let's see. He he did some episode on Bonkers, Marcia Polini, mm-hmm. Ron Tunage, Earthworm Jim, The Mask, Quack Pack. Uh, I'm not a fan of Quack Pack or Bonkers. I hate to say that. Oh God. That's okay. It's. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mike yeah, loves me, bonkers. Me though. and Will feel very different about bonkers. No, I could I could probably talk to Jim all day about bonkers, and I kind of did a few days ago. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, we were on bonkers for long, from really from the beginning. We, I think we wrote the very first script, and we we wrote almost the last script as well. So yeah, wow. we were we were bonkers for a really long time. Um, you got and then Quack Pack, we left. We left Disney after Quack Pack, and then, um, yeah, uh, I think I ended up work, working in on about 20 different series. Uh, most uh, Sylvester and Tweety Mysteries, were, we, we that, did 30-some episodes of that, so that was, that was funny. That was a decent show. That was a decent show. Yeah, that was a, that was a lot of fun to write for. Right? We worked with uh, Tom Mitten, who was also a Darkwing writer and story mm-hmm. ed- became story editor later. He was um, also from Southern Illinois University, and... Um, is absolutely one of the funniest people in the on the planet. So it was always a joy to work with him. I'll never forget Will's reaction when I told him that Tom Minton was the model for the brain. Yes, yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> Will, you went on, on as we were recording. You went on and checked it out. And you were like, "Whoa!" Yes, actually, and and his uh, the other uh, Eddie Hood uh, can't Eddie Eddie Fitzgerald. Eddie Fitzgerald. Yeah, Eddie Fitzgerald. That's yep. right. Yeah. Yeah, they got, I got a, uh, one picture of them together, and Eddie's doing uh, Pinky. It's it's Gnarly. hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's all for tonight, guys. Um, thank you for being on, Jim. We really appreciate it, and we are we're gonna have you on again. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. For a so, certain uh, episode, I definitely want to talk about. Okay. <laughs> I think everybody loves to talk about this episode that we want to have you back on. It'll oh, be a fun you. discussion, definitely. So, everybody listening, stay dangerous. And have a good night. Have a great night. <laughs>